We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. How do you feel Matt has done with the, the responsibilities that he has offensively, you know, calm plays especially? Uh, looks like that's what he's doing on the sidelines. How have you noticed him grow in that role? Yeah, again, we talked about the entire offensive staff, so that's really what I wouldn't characterize it quite the way that you did, but that's fine. So I would say that they, yeah, I would say that, yeah, like a lot of things offensively, you know, we've made some improvements. Just so we're getting it right, should we not be calling him the play caller? Call him whatever you want. How would you characterize it? I've already characterized it. Who, who is calling the offensive plays? <laughs> we talked about this ad nauseum. Maybe we could take maybe we could take notes this time and just say that I'm responsible for all of it. Well, that's good to know. Bill Belichick responsible for all of it. Matt Patricia getting interviews at the 23rd and a half hour and then getting shot down. If you haven't heard the news yet, Matt Patricia, I think got a pity interview from the Denver Broncos. And already it's been announced the Broncos have a new defensive coordinator. I, I think I think ownership probably looked at it and said, we're interviewing Patricia, hire somebody. What are we doing? Hire Vance Joseph already, who is now the new defensive coordinator. It's like a defensive guy's calling offense. Of the yes. Denver Broncos. <laughs> so that's, uh, now who is that? That was Vance Joseph. That was Vance Joseph. Goofing oh, on Matt Patricia. When they were mocked, playing when he the mocked Cardinals Matt Patricia. and he yes, was yes, mocking yes, yes, Matt yes, yes. Patricia, and now he took his job. <laughs> that stings, man. He totally wasn't doing that, though. He totally wasn't mocking him. Yes, he was. What are you talking about? Uh, he was. So uh, anyway, here's the deal. Matt Patricia is interviewing for jobs, but didn't get them. Interviewing for a job. Interviewing for a job, singular, but didn't get it with the Denver Broncos. What's going on there? We can get to your phone calls at 617-779-7937. Jones, Mego, Arcan, with you until 6. What do we make of all this? Matt Patricia gets an interview, singular. You're right, Mego. And already we found out he didn't get the job. What do we make of that whirlwind in the last, oh, I don't know, less than 24 hours? Does feel a little bit like a favor to somebody? Hey, get it out there. He's interviewing. He's wanted. He's sought after. He has value. He's, he won two Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator. Why wouldn't you want him? I mean, he made the biggest play in one of the Super biggest Bowls. Biggest play in Super Bowl his, uh, mm-hmm. fourth quarter history. Isn't mm-hmm. that right? Well, yes. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I think it spells out that he's not going anywhere. Isn't that the ultimate takeaway? There was well, a brief yeah. moment where it was like, ah, oh, oh, good for him. That's what I said last night when I saw this. I said, oh, good for him. Good you know for you. What? Good for him. He good got, for you. He stuck doing Bill Belichick's dirty work that he's not supposed to do last season. Looks like he's blowing up his career over it. Somebody else wants him. Go out to mile high. And then that 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 went real quick. I think I got probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think I did a pretty good job. I think so. One of. 
I mean, I, we can. I we, diagnosed the play perfectly. I stepped in front and I made the interception. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was, it was quite amazing. I was light on my toes. Yes. Uh, what do we make of it, Arcan? Patricia interviewing but not getting the job, and man, that was fast. Um, he's a candidate like anybody else. I don't think that he's a terrible candidate. If we're talking defense, and what I couldn't help but think this entire time is, wow, you know, the Patriots don't have a defensive coordinator, and now here's the guy who was their offensive play caller getting interviewed to be a defensive coordinator someone else, uh, somewhere else. And the whole time, all I could think of was, Man, it was really stupid having him call offensive plays. Like all these, I don't know if there's going to be any other teams that do it, but at least there's one other team right now. And Sean Payton's sort of an older coach, and you know he was around when Patricia was really killing it on the defensive coordinator here. So maybe he has more of a, a better view of him, or just thinks of him differently, and you know didn't didn't really care uh, make much of those years in Detroit, but. I don't know. I, I think that uh, if Vance Joseph is going to be there, and that's the guy that they're bringing back to Denver, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's had a stint there. It's not like he's some real popular guy in Denver. And uh, they brought him in over Patricia. I don't think that's great for his prospects, but there's still some other teams out there that need coordinators. So this, he might get more interviews. This is who Patricia is in competition with for jobs now, is Vance Joseph. Yeah, other retread bums. failed yeah. coach who went 5-11 and 11 when he had... Von Miller and Akib Talib on his team. Like, in in peak form with the Broncos. Like, he is... And they were like, oh, yeah, he, he screwed it up here when he was head coach in Broncos country. Let's ride. So Ryan, Ryan just made a good point in my ear. It was uh, Rex Ryan is another finalist there. So it's like, what the hell was going Matt on in Denver? Patricia, Vance Joseph, Rex Ryan. You <laughs> lost... He lost to a guy that that hasn't been able to hold a job and a guy that hasn't held the job in several years. It's it's an indication of where Matt Patricia is, but it's also, it should be alarming to Broncos fans that Sean Payton's like, these are the guys I want to bring into my my program. This team is going to be an old, mark this down. What day is it? It's February 23rd. Mark tape, February 23rd, yes. The Broncos are going to be an all-time disaster this year. This is going to be a flaming pile of dog poop like you saw at the beginning of Billy Madison. This Broncos franchise, I'm sorry, this isn't even a knock against Matt Patricia. Just that this is who they're going no, with. No, it is. It's it is a knock. Not. It is it's a knock really, on Matt Patricia. He's actually, he's, ah, just knock away. he's a fine defensive coordinator. He has two Super Bowls under his belt. Oh, the best, actually. Uh, and he think... lost out to these guys. Here's the other, I mean, the other he, main takeaway. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is he even a fine defensive coordinator? Yeah. He's fine. Exactly. That's exactly what I just no, no, said. But just, but, but there's I didn't say he was a great defensive there's coordinator. Brian Flores is a fine defensive coordinator. Brian Flores is better. Yeah. Like the defense don't got do that. The defense got better. No, hey, no, no. Brian Flores only lost opportunities because he's such an sh- ethically strong man. Aren't there different levels to find, though? You're like, yeah, he's he's a fine coordinator. This he's, isn't fine like the way that your wife says it. He's like, fine. It's fine, Jim. Yeah, fine. That's what he is, though. No, he's he is, a little he's, bit above that. No, he's fine like my wife says. Are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's what he is. It's he's fine. fine. He's fine, I guess. Fine. Maybe he's fine. But, <laughs> but he's not good. He's not. All I know is he's not good. I had two takeaways from this. Number one, who said the dream is dead in our Slack channel? That was Ryan. The dream is dead. The dream is dead. The idea that maybe he was going to go somewhere and rid yourselves of Matt Patricia, that's done. That's dead. That's buried. You wanted Matt Patricia to go elsewhere and coach somebody else and not be, you know, woofing leftovers in the corner while Bill Belichick is trying to get Mac Jones back on track and Bill O'Brien's trying to get Mac Jones back on track. That dream is dead. That's number one. Number two, and Mego, you hinted at this, and I think it's a thousand percent right. It wasn't a real interview. It wasn't a real process. 
It was, in fact, a sham. And it was a favor from Sean Payton to Bill Belichick. Fine. You know what? Your guy's down bad. Bill, you're down bad. I'm going to prove and send a message to the rest of the league, or maybe even those fans in New England, that Matt Patricia still has value. And some value was created or attempted to be created by doing this sham interview. I, I really think that was the motivation behind it. He interviewed last night, and they announced Vance Joseph today? Pretty quick. I mean, I'm sorry. Did he actually interview? Did he actually interview, or was he reported he was going to interview? What's the wording again? I don't know that I ever read he actually Okay, right, right. I'm double-checking that I read now. that they I... were interested in him. That's Okay, what's up with that? It's like, why, why are you bringing him in at the last second just to turn around? They spent today with an intriguing candidate. So they did interview him. So they, they interviewed him yesterday, or they spent time with him. And then they turn yep, there around. Was an interview. Yep. They turn around and bring in Vance Joseph. Like that's a sham. The timing of it tells you it wasn't a real interview. It was fake. So why did he go through the fake interview? And here he is having the time of his life. It's a favor to Bill because Bill's embarrassed by it, or he's trying to prove that Matt Patricia actually is a good coach, or whatever. His buddy, who he's done joint practices with before, Sean Payton, all part of the Parcells coaching tree. His buddy did him a solid to prove that Matt Patricia isn't a complete punchline. And we see through it. I wonder if fans see through it. What do you think the purpose of this was? 617-779-7937. And while we're at it and on the topic since Mego brought it up, how good of a defensive coordinator is Matt Patricia even at the end of the day? Is he even that good? Is he fine? Or is he just, eh, he's fine. Well, what let me what take is it, he as a defensive coordinator? Let me take it this way, though, Because you could, I think you can look at the resume and the two Super Bowls and say, He's fine, right? That, that's the level I'm putting him at. Like, I'm not saying that he's responsible for those Super Bowls. The, 20, or those the 2014 success. defense, I could have been the defensive coordinator in 2014. That, 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 I, I could have done that, okay? And his 2017 defense against Nick Foles in the Super Bowl was horrendous. I don't feel that great about him as a defensive coordinator. I'd have to go back and look at 2016. How good was the defense then? Maybe he deserves full marks for that. 2014, I could have coached let, it. Let 2017, you, he sucked. 2016, let me look at it. Let me give you this hypothetical, though. You know how, like, um, and I, I'm, I'm not getting political here. I'm just throwing this out there. You remember how people would uh, talk about, like, Trump's money? And they'd say, actually, yes. if Trump just invested in a normal, like, run-of-the-mill investment scheme, the way that most people do with their 401k or whatever uh, savings, he would be wealthier than he is on his own right now doing his own investments. Sure. Everybody always said that. If Matt Patricia, hypothetically, after being the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, just hung it up and left football altogether for a couple years instead of going to the Lions and then going back to work for the Patriots, would he be a more desirable defensive coordinator right now? Yeah. I feel like if he, this is a total crazy hypothetical, I get it, but I'm doing radio right now. No, you're right. This is the show today. If he had never gone to Detroit and if he had never come back to the Patriots, he probably would get this job today. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he might be, uh, forget the Detroit part. Let's let's say he's still flamed out in Detroit spectacularly. And And then he just went into hiding for two years? No, or he just came back and he was an advisor to Bill like he was the first year and there was no offensive uh, component like he had last year, I don't think he'd be so toxic. I don't quite think he'd be so toxic. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I bet he'd be looked at more fondly and have a real opportunity to get a job. Now, no chance. And by the way, Phil Perry talked about this last night on Boston Sports Tonight, NBC Sports Boston. What's the situation with 
Uh, Matt Patricia's before we found out Vance Joseph was getting the job, but listen to Phil explain what the options are for Patricia. The Denver Broncos are interviewing Matt Patricia for their open defensive coordinator job. Patricia's job status with the Patriots has been in flux after last year's debacle as offensive play caller. I find it interesting because he is, he, he does just seem boxed out and you talk to people with the organization over the course of the last couple months and you get a lot of essentially like shoulder shrugs as to where he may go next because you can't keep him on the offensive side of the ball if you try to move him to defense you have two high-ranking assistants with Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick already on that side he could go to the front office but everyone I've spoken to believes that he really wants to coach okay He's boxed in. He's a man with no country. And you're met with shoulder shrugs when it's like, where is he going to wind up? Where is he going to go? And so this interview came out of left field, right? We had been hearing from Jeff Howe and Phil Perry and all the people who cover the team. There's no options for him. Then the final hours before the Broncos announced Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator, who they interviewed a week ago or days ago or however long ago it was, his interview came first. Matt Patricia gets shoehorned in at the end. It's a favor to Bill. It's a favor to Bill to try to make him look better or a favor to Patricia to try to create value to get a job. That's all this was. And it turns out you're stuck with him. Come on, let me have it. (laughs) Turns out you're stuck with him because nobody wants him because he's toxic and he's not going anywhere. And I'm sure Mac Jones woke up today and smashed his phone Tom Brady style when he found out what's going on with Matt Patricia. I'm sure he did. I don't think, though, if you look at what Matt Patricia is faced with, like, if I'm him, I'm just not working at this point. I mean, how much You're money... You're year much, out? Yeah, what is he... There's no place for him. He's just going to hang around. Go back to being, like, the nebulous Gillette. advisor. It sounds like there's not a spot for him there. And he wants to keep coaching. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the other side of it? He wants to keep coaching. There's yeah, nowhere for him to go. I'd, I'd like to coach. He's got to, like, step away. You know what I'd like this, to be? Get the stink off the Patriots offense off of him a little bit. I'd like to be a GM. That, that's what I would like to be. But you know what? No one's going to hire me for it. You know you why? You want to be a GM. No, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to come up with okay. like to own something I want to be. That's yes, I'd yes like I'd like to be the team's owner. But you know what? It's not going to happen. I got to save I got to save a few more paychecks before that happens. So, like, it's great that he wants to coach. Does anybody want you? Does anybody think you're any good? No. Apparently, the answer from the NFL is no, and this was a sham interview. It wasn't a real interview, so don't throw that in my face as, like, created value for Matt Patricia. 617-779-7937. What do you make of Patricia doing the interview and getting turned down all in, like, 12 hours? You can weigh in on that. And how much pressure do the Patriots have on them this season? As a team, not just the quarterback, not just Bill Belichick, as a team, how much pressure is on the Patriots? We'll get to that after Trending with Christian Arkin. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. I did notice in the Rappaport tweet that it said former assistant Matt Patricia, former Patriots assistant Matt Patricia. So that does tell you, uh, in addition to the interview, in addition to the fact that he doesn't seem to have a place on this staff, that it is indeed over in... Uh, Is it it tied to the money? Is it tied to the Lions no longer paying his salary? Probably, but I think think ultimately it makes last year look worse if that's why he was in such a high position because he was free.
Michael Hurley on NBC Sports Boston last night prior to Matt Patricia losing out in Denver as the coordinator under Sean Payton. Vance Joseph has the job. Patricia interviewed, and a few hours later, they're like, oh, my God, that was bad. Let's get the new guy. Hurry, you got to make sure we don't lose out on Vance Joseph now. Uh, we don't want to get stuck with Rex or Matt Patricia. Hire Vance Joseph. What are we doing? And it's Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. Take our phone calls, uh, or you can uh, weigh in, I should say. We'll take your phone calls. Take our phone calls. 779-7937. Please take my phone call. I hate this guy, Joe Judge. That's what, that's what Patricia was saying. Hey, Denver, please take my phone calls. And I, I do think it was a solid to Bill Belichick, but Hurley said something interesting there. And I, I did not realize this, or it didn't jump out to me when I first read the tweet from Ian Rappaport last night. It does say former Patriots assistant. So does that mean even though he didn't get the job in Denver, does that mean he's still not going to be back? I mean, is that confirmation that he won't be back? Or is that just a, a silver lining that he may Woo! not be, be back? Like, right. We say the dream is dead, but it does say in the tweet, former Patriots assistant. I'm assuming Bill's not going to leave him jobless. I'm assuming Bill will give him some title somewhere within the organization. And I'm assuming, again, Sean Payton did a solid for Bill, both in the Parcells coaching tree. They are close. They've done joint practices together before. They have a relationship. So I'm assuming that's what it is, but... Rapshi did say former assistant. Yeah. Well, look, we know he's not going to be in the position that he was in last year in any way because Bill O'Brien has come in and taken both the position that he had and Joe Judge had, even though they never had titles. He's fulfilling those positions. But it calls into question what his contract status with the Patriots getting paid by the Crafts or not is, which is he he's done getting paid by the Lions. Are the Patriots, is the Patriots organization going to sign him to a new contract for another job here? Right. And it calls into question, look, right now, we we probably won't know whatever ambiguous title he has until after the draft, until they start doing off-season workout stuff, and we get, you know, a little update on the website. That might be the most that we get if he's still around, but it suggests that he's definitely still in a place of flux. I don't think it necessarily means that he's out of the building, though. No, it's I don't a think good, it means he's out. It's a good point. I mean, maybe it there's... It means it's up in the air. I know the Boston Globe loves nuance, so let me give you some nuance here. <laughs> uh, maybe it's he's done as an assistant coach, but he's still a part of the organization. Like, maybe there is some gray area there to the tweet for me and Rappaport. And maybe that's why he wanted uh, Sean Payton to do him a favor so he wouldn't have to pay him because now he's not uh, off the payroll anymore. You know, now that the Lions thing's expired and he's looking around going, geez, all right, well, (laughs) I guess I kind of owe this guy now. I've had him here for free two years. Do I want to pay him or should I try and, you know, have him spread his wings again, get him out of here? And maybe maybe it's a point to craft. Yeah. Hey, Robert, the the Broncos want him. The Broncos want him. We can't let him go. The Bron- Look, the Broncos are interviewing him, Robert. They're interviewing him. They like him, Robert. They like him. The yeah, only they- team with a worse offense than the Patriots last season was the Denver Broncos. So he literally has nowhere to go but up. It's true. It is true. Maybe, maybe it's a point. It's a good point by Arkan. Actually, a good point by Arkan. Thank you. Maybe maybe it's a point to craft. Maybe, maybe it's, hey, Robert, he does have value. See, maybe it's not just for the rest of the league. Maybe I was thinking about that all wrong. It's not for the rest of the league to prove a point to the fans. It's to prove it to Robert. He's got value. Let's keep him. The Crafts supposedly like him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's well so liked maybe, personally. So maybe you don't maybe you don't need to prove that to Robert, but maybe maybe that's the angle here. Hey, the Broncos are interested. We we need to if not extend ourselves, <laughs> oh, come on. give him a contract. What You're do you think? Come on. Rev up competition now. Oh, it's a bidding war for Matt do you, Patricia. Do you put that past Bill? 
Uh, for his I buddy, like that would be who's a, a punching bag, a laughing stock. Even it's, so. This is where I agree with the first point. I mean, I was the first one to say this. Like, I feel like this is a favor yes. of making Patricia look good. It, yes. It's building back up a brand that Bill Belichick had a heavy hand in breaking down last season. Like, you were talking about his marketability as a coach, but at the same time, I don't think he can then turn to Kraft and say, "Well, look." Denver Why? wanted him, I don't and put then that they p- didn't. They went for Vance Joseph because that's ridiculous. I don't put that past Bill. And you by the know way, that's ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous at all. And by the way, it- also it's a position that is so deep on the on the Patriots coaching tree, like, or not tree, but coaching roster, whatever you'd want to call it. Their staff, the defensive side of the ball is so deep, so deep that you can't name a coordinator between Deron Mayo and Steve Belichick. Yep. Although maybe the there's Patriots- no room for him over there. So even if you're saying, "Oh, look, he has." He has a lot of value on that side of the ball. Okay, well, that's great. We already are stacked on that side of the ball, so let him go somewhere Maybe, else. Maybe the Patriots are about to have a vacancy, too. This just popped into my head with DeMarcus Covington interviewing with the Cardinals where he be. didn't get the job, yeah. but also interviewing for the Chargers D.C. job. I believe so. There are other defensive coordinator jobs open. Maybe somebody else will do a favor for Patricia and or for Belichick. Uh, maybe it's San Diego, or excuse me, uh, the L.A. Chargers. Again, 617-779-7937. We'll go to your phones here in a moment. Just... This does kind of prove the Brian Flores point to me about Bill really pulling the strings and Bill being like this power broker behind the scenes in the NFL. And it does go back again to the Flores lawsuit in some ways, not to tie these two together, but it's like people will do solids for Bill and he knows everybody in the league. And whether that's really going on or not, that's what I think is happening. And so this is sort of the thing Flores is talking about. It's like, well, Belichick can pull a string here and do somebody a favor there, and he can boost this candidate here and not talk up that candidate there. And, like, Bill does have a lot of influence throughout the league. He's been a coach for such a long time. He has so many connections. And that is kind of Flores's point. Not that I think there's a racial element here. In fact, you know, Vance Joseph is black. They ended up hiring him in Denver. But I do think that's kind of Flores's point. Now that we talk it out, we brought up Brian Flores earlier as a defensive coordinator. Like, Bill really pulls a lot of strings and helps teams call shots, and people will listen to him. And I I think that's some of what's going on with Sean Payton here, if nothing else than giving a pity interview to Matt Patricia. Is it possible that Matt Patricia didn't get the job because Bill texted the wrong guy again (laughs) in his phone? Oops. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, you know, he meant to text, I don't know. Uh, who's Sean a, Payton, yeah. and he texted a different Sean. He texted the wrong Sean. Maybe. Maybe that is what's going on. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's start it off with Billy in Taunton. Go ahead, Billy. Hey, guys. I think I have two reasons why we should move on move on from Bill Belichick this season or that at the end of next season. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Um, yeah, well, number one is he's on autopilot based on the interviews and his decision-making, and he's just like, let me cruise my way past Shula because he has a vendetta against him. And uh, number two, and I think this is probably should have been number one, but number two is that it's on offensive league and defensive we're behind. Okay, so you're breaking up. So Bill, so Bill is a, a defensive coordinator, uh, a defensive coach, rather, a defensive mind in an offensive league, and he's on cruise control to pass Shula. I think those would be two reasons to move on as well. And I said before last year, I would have traded Bill going into the year. I would have gotten something for him while he still had high value. I said that again this offseason. So I am in the camp of move on from Bill, but I want to get something for him. I I now don't think that's happening. Like, I love talking about hypotheticals, and I love discussing the future of Bill Belichick and everything else. 
They're not moving on from him now. Like, not not now that we're almost into free agency, like we're through the Super Bowl. The time to do that was a month ago. So even yeah, I that's right. even I am going to shut that <laughs> hypothetical down and have Bills back on that one. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Just checking. I didn't hear your trade uh, propositions. Though. I, uh, oh, there are many of them. I've traded Bill yeah. so many times. Maybe, uh, maybe what the was o- the worst trade that you were trying to execute with Bill? Like, admittedly, that you the return was the worst. Did I ever say, Arkan, that I needed less than a first-round pick? I might have said at one point I needed less than a first-round pick for Bill. I think you said you'd trade him for a bigger lighthouse. <laughs> That's what, you would, uh, what you'd do. I may have I may have dipped below the first-round pick threshold for oh, Bill. Oh, God. And then, Flo- <laughs> and then Florio came out and said you could get multiple first-round picks for him. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I was a little off there. But I, I'd trade him, sure. I just don't think, I hey, don't think that one's realistic. Nobody's saying Florio is, you know, like the Bible here. It's a good point. Uh, like, I still think. Maybe Florio's wrong. I still think, and I'll disagree with Tom Curran, who joins us in an hour, uh, each and every Thursday, besides last Thursday. Uh, he joins us here on WEEI. It's not good golf weather today. Yeah, someone goes on vacation for once. Uh, just, you know, make it a Wednesday next time. But when it comes to uh, the belief in Mac Jones getting traded, I still think that's in play. Like, I still think you could trade your quarterback because there's so many moving parts with quarterbacks. You're, you're stuck with your coach now. 617-779-7937. Speaking of the Patriots, how much pressure is on the Patriots this year? Uh, Lewis Riddick on first take, I think it was today. It might have been Get Up. I forget which show. Somewhere on ESPN. Lewis Riddick said today, or, or ranked today, the top five teams in the NFL with the most pressure on them to win this year. And... Coming in at number three, your New England Patriots. Number three, let's just stay in the AFC East because the New England Patriots, this is a big season for y'all. Mm. This is a big season for y'all. What you saw happen to Mac Jones last year, both on the field and on the sidelines, where, where he showed just how frustrated he was with the operation that he was having to work with in terms of the play callers and the people that were in his ear, is totally unacceptable. It's unacceptable by Mr. Kraft's standards. It's unacceptable by Bill Belichick's standards. It's unacceptable by Patriot Nation's standards. Look, Bill O'Brien now, he needs to settle things down for Mac Jones. They need to get Mac Jones a bona fide number one wide receiver yep. to really go ahead and take the top off the defense and let Mac really you know, expand upon his skill set and see where he can take them. This is a big offseason for them. A very big offseason for them offensively. And I, I did a poor job setting that up. It has to win the offseason, not win this season. Have to win the offseason. He has the Patriots checking in at three. Chicago's one. Raiders are two. New York Jets, number four. And the Colts at number five. That's why? unacceptable by Mr. Kraft standards. Why Why are you shaking your head? Is it at the Mr. You know, Kraft? That's, no, that's, that's you know what, I, what it is. That's what I shake you my head You know what at. it is. It's what? the t- get the number one receiver to take the top of the defense. Okay, but don't. But you want a number one receiver, don't you? You just don't like the I top wanna, off the defense part? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's like the chat GPT version of <laughs> a talk show host. That is, that's not a bad, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad bit idea, actually. I know we've been talking about like a, like a hot take hot bot. Take bot. That's not take a, all our jobs? that's not a bad idea. Like, like to, we just, we just give it a few prompts and it's like, hey, what do the Patriots need to do this off season? I hot don't, take I don't want to like pick And it's on like, it, it needs a wide receiver to take the top off the defense. They need the young take guys. Take the top off the defense. <laughs> need the young guys to step up. <laughs> it's like, it's only a matter of time until hot take bot takes all of our jobs. They need to execute. <laughs> Right, like what? Like that's that's not a bad that now that's not a bad idea for a hot take bot bit. We prompted every once and then on on what a sports talk radio host would say, given these parameters. 
And it'll probably half the time sound like me. I I, I, I imagine it'll just be... Where I'll be, Mac Jones is elite is processing. I'll be put out of a job long before anybody else. It, uh, hot take, Bob, will come up with the exact same thing I do. Uh, but anyway, do We're you think... We're getting away from the point, though. Yes, Patriots... Mac th- Jones is elite. Does not compute. Well, if that's okay, I'll take bot. If that's the answer, then me again. We're, we're of like brain. But when it comes to uh, top you five, and the robot, top five. Yes, uh, you know, like brain, no brain. Uh, <laughs> top five this off season, most pressure on winning the off season. Patriots are third. They have a lot of pressure on them league wide. I'd agree with Lou Riddick on that. Okay, winning the off season though. So <laughs> that's always such a funny idea to me. So you have a slam dunk draft, which you really can't grade until. Two or three seasons out in most situations, but we'll probably like, you, grade. The, you, we'll probably grade it the next of course, day. But yes. Well, yeah, you do for fun, but like if you're actually looking at the progress that a team yes, makes, if you actually want to properly evaluate, it. yeah, like a proper evaluation. So they've they've had a great off season so far in terms of repairing what was broken last year, but winning, I winning the off season, I don't understand. Well, you say that, but I remember talking about this two years ago, Arcan. And, the, and it worked for the Patriots. The Patriots won the offseason two years ago, or they were among the teams. They spent the most money in free agency, and it did work. It was, and I definitely saw this coming, it was a one-year boost, a one-year shot in the arm. But it Which did, other teams have had, by the way, when they do the same well, and this, thing. Well, and yeah. this is my point. Yeah. It's like, when you do win the offseason and you spend a lot of money, you usually do, it does usually correlate with more wins. It doesn't mean you win a Super Bowl, but it does usually correlate with more wins. Usually it's offset the next year. It's, again, a quick shot in the arm. But it, it actually does work for you. So a year. is that winning the offseason, though? Wouldn't winning the offseason be more like building draft on draft? I, I guess. But I, I feel like we should use a different term is what I'm saying. We should okay. use like a make who, who needs to make the biggest splash this offseason. Okay, hey, hot take bot. What should they do with Bill Belichick? <laughs> Trade Belichick for the top of a new lighthouse who says number 617777777. Oh. <laughs> What? I look. I am. Uh, I'm close. He knows the number just like you. I'm close to out of a job. I, I the hot take. <laughs> hot take bot is closing, and I am close to out of a job. If it's evolved that much, and it's become that self aware, it with still its doesn't takes. know the number. But neither do you. So I guess that's okay. The top of a new lighthouse. Not I. You can't get a whole lighthouse for Bill Belichick. That's kind of nope, sad. No, just half the lighthouse. That's all I need. Just uh, I don't need the full shaft of the lighthouse. Just the just the tip of it. <laughs> Uh, but when it comes to the Patriots and this offseason, fine. Who do, do they need to make a big splash, Arkand, in, in Mego's terminology? Absolutely they do. Absolutely they do on offense because if you don't, you're basically just wandering back into this and not keeping up with the other teams in the AFC. And I think that that's a major uh, part of this that everyone needs to get with and that people need to understand in that building because Bill Belichick, I think, would just assume go along doing things his way with an unspectacular offense and not really anybody. Even when they spent all that money, who'd they really spend it on? You know, they didn't make a huge splash. They gave bigger deals than they should have to a bunch of middling wide receivers and a couple of overrated tight ends. That's really all it was because and the situation and Jude, is, and di- is different than and it Jude was. Couple, I'm talking on the offense, but yeah, yeah like a couple years ago, their roster was a mess. It was riddled with holes, and this year, I mean, the roster is is the less dire situation it's than the still, staff was. It's still it's, not it's good. It's not elite, right? It has it has very little to no elite talent on it. It's so it's, if you can go, fine. if you can go get a luxury piece or two, I think that really elevates you. No, me too. And so so you you get to be in a position now. You can make a splash. Yep. Two years ago, like you say, they they won the offseason. Then I feel like they just 
they were duct taping everything in the off season. True. And it was really expensive they, duct tape. They had to do it. It was top of the line duct tape. It was. Like this year, they, they're at least in a position in this off season where they can go out and throw a lot of money at a very small number of guys, which I think is a better investment Me than too. having to spread it out because you don't have tight ends. Looking at the list again, and maybe this is the bigger takeaway, Lou Riddick has the Patriots lumped in with the Colts, the Jets, who I like. The, the Ra- Super Bowl champion Jets the, uh, from yesterday's show. Right? The Raiders yeah. and the Bears. Okay? Like, think about that for a second, Patriots fans. This, this is the company you're keeping now. You're in the same boat as the Bears and the Raiders and the Jets, who I like, but I know all of you hate, and the Colts. That's the company you're keeping in making a free agent splash, winning the offseason. That's good not- luck. You're at the ugly frat party. <laughs> right, that you is can't not- get into the good frat party. You're stuck is- with all the losers and the nerds. You are Jones in college is exactly what you are. You, you don't want start that. Your You're own hanging frat. out with the headgear crew. I wish I wish I was going to ugly frat parties. Uh, Sorja is in Mansfield. Go ahead, Sorja. Jones, what's going on, my guy? What's up? I just woke up from my afternoon nap. Please do not cut me off because I'm about to spit some fire. Okay. But, you know, the thing is, is that I want the Patriots to make a, you know, good wide receiver off addition. But honestly, I just want these guys to hit in the draft. I mean, look at the top 10 receivers. Look at a Justin Jefferson. You look at a Jalen Waddle. You look at a, uh, a the guy, C.D. Lamb and Dallas. You look at um, the fourth guy I forgot. Sorjo, I don't want to hang up on you, but I need you to pick up the pace here. All I'm saying is, is can we just draft a good wide receiver in the first round? Can they draft a good wide receiver in the first round? Probably not. Nope. (laughs) Do you? Let's revisit this conversation. I know we all disagree, but, you know, new day, new audience. Uh, Should they draft a wide receiver in the first round? I haven't looked at the wide receiver. Okay, but like... I wanted them to do that last year when there was a wide receiver oh, heavy draft. Okay, good. So, you're, but you're... I, I'm not I'm not of the of the uh, thought, the school of thought, like, hey, you screwed up with Nikhil Harry, never go back well, there again. that's how you feel. That's me. I don't feel it's that way. It's not just Nikhil Harry. But it's, I, I look at the draft, well, and the I haven't round looked it at is. it yet. In the first round, it is just Nikhil Harry. That's and this, true in the first round. This was my gripe with Patriots receivers forever and how bad they were at drafting. And I'm sorry, Mego. But my gripe forever was, could you try one in the first round? Like, no, no, duh, you're horrible at drafting receivers. You take them all in the second and third round and the fourth round, and all the best ones in theory go in the first round. So draft one in the first round, you'll probably hit. Now, my logic was blown up in my face with Harry, comma, Nikhil, but I still think that's sound logic. I still want them to draft a receiver in the first round. Hell yeah, if there's a good one there at 15, and you don't want to take, or 14, wherever they're drafting, and you don't want to take my quarterback... Uh, Anthony Richardson out of Florida, then fine, take a receiver. Yes, I would. I would love them. To I do just that. I haven't really looked at the draft that much yet. And last year's draft was very wide receiver heavy in a good way. And so I don't know if they're in a position where that's a smart pick yet. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Trade Bell a check for the shaft of a lighthouse who says no six one seven 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 phone number scripting error. <laughs> We're working out the kinks. We'll get to more of your Patriots phone calls here on uh, Jones and Mego with Arcan and Chatbot, or excuse me, Hot Takebot here on WEEI. More Patriots phone calls. And uh, we do have to get to this. There is apparently a a take snake. Is that what it is? A take snake slithering through the halls at WEEI. Let's address that next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. 
Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. Taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. A lot of Patriots discussion on the show thus far. We'll get into uh, some more quarterbacks at the top of the next hour. More football. Maybe an ex-Patriots quarterback we can get to. Again, with all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Now, I... uh. I have a a social media video from a TV hit I did the other day, Mego, that is still just lighting up my mentions. And it's still like every every like four out of every five mentions that I'm getting in my my Twitter mentions is somebody complaining about something I said on NBC Sports Boston about trading both Lena Solmark and Jeremy Swayman. In fact You want to trade both of them? Now? I'm sorry, one or the other. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, but what the heck? While I'm while I'm yeah. in on it, why I would, not trade both? Ready, huh? Ezekiel? Clip it. I'd trade both. I would <laughs> trade both Allmark and Swayman, and get the popcorn vendor in there for the rest of the and year. And I would I would re-sign Tuca, and I would have the e-bug to back him up. That's what I would do. Trade them both. Effing Bruins fans. Effing hockey hardos. Clip that. Let that thing go viral. But anyway, what did Doctor Who say to you the other day? What did he say about Mr. this? Who? Yes, whatever. Oh, he he never seen a ratio like this before. <laughs> Yesterday, he, he opened up your tweet wow. and he goes, it's, I have never seen it this, has, a ratio like this before. This thing has crossed over on a-hole hockey Twitter like you read about. And it is just it is just the worst. But it is a, it is a ratio like you read about. So anyway, so this, this tweet now has... A ratio to remember. It is. And so this, this tweet now just keeps getting thrown in my face and thrown in my face. And oh, what an idiot. Oh, I thought you knew hockey. Or, you know, like, you know, as a station, yeah. not me personally. I thought Boston was into hockey. Oh, well, don't worry. We'll get to that. But so I had this forwarded to me by a, a couple of people last night. I guess uh, they do like a uh, an after show on the Greg Hill show, right? They do like an after show where what, whatever is left over from the program. And I think Jackson runs this. They have four hours. <laughs> well, What's left over? Well, something. So, is this like the stuff you couldn't show? Exactly. So I uh, Jackson runs this, I guess. And Wiggy comes on yesterday after Yo's the show. Mike? And what what it what's what's Wiggy's beef now? Let's hear it. Although I heard you uh, uh, talking in the hallway, it seems there's a, a, a maybe a, a take snake in yes. these hallways around these parts. Oh yeah, that would be the one. Um, Doc Knight himself—that's what he calls himself, Adam Jones. At <laughs> Hang on, night. first of all, that's, that's not what you call That's not what I call myself. It's yeah, insufferable. You, you walk and into call the, me the Dark Knight. You're like Dark Dark Knight's hey. here. Hope everybody's hey. ready. Hey, pleasure to meet you, Dark Knight here. And so no uh, eye contact with the dark night. First of all, Wiggy's fired up <laughs> enough about this to be talking about this openly in the hallway. Mm. Have you seen my ratios? But se- but second of all, I, I am not re- referring to myself as a dark night, but go that ahead. I would be the one um, Doc Knight himself. That's what he calls himself. Adam but, Jones at night oh went boy. on uh, NBC Boston Sports. Now, I got no issues with take snaking. But what I like to do, it's like, you know, like call it like a take remix or a take sample you know what i mean sample. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you know yeah. diddy picks yeah, up the yeah, phone yeah. or and let's let's say mc hammer picks up the phone and calls rick james and says hey listen i'm gonna use your song super freak the beat for can't touch this and then i give you a little credit somewhere on the back of the cassette somewhere just to show you know like okay this is rick james Song. Yeah. I'm just taking it in a different direction. Got to give credit to the. Uh, so I too. wanted Adam Jones to be like, well all right, I heard Wiggy say this. I agree with him. 
Here's how I'm taking it one step further. Yeah, no, I, he, he just went on there. He dark nighted the hell out of it. Like he, it I, was like, yeah, like that was his own thing. I did. Your boy, Credit Jones. We know where it comes from. Wiggy, you don't, you don't want, you don't want these problems in my mentions right now. You don't, you don't <laughs> want what's going on in my mentions. You don't want credit for this take. Let me tell you, you don't want credit. Consultomic Phil, is that his name? <laughs> but yes. I, here's my only gripe. If Wiggy only saw that clip, fine. Uh, you know, I was asked point blank, would I trade Swayman? I'm like, I'd trade either goaltender. That's what I said on TV. On the radio, when we talked about this last week, I did give Wiggy credit. You did. I, sa- I said I-, I didn't realize Wiggy's been talking about this because uh, Ryan alerted me to a, a Milbury clip uh, from Greg Hill. And I'm like, oh, Milbury said this. Interesting. And what I didn't realize at the time is that Wiggy had been saying it. We talked about that on the air, and I said, Wig- Wiggy is kind of driving the conversation on this. So I think I did. But maybe I aired on te- maybe now every time it gets brought up, I have to retroactively make sure everybody knows that Wiggy deserves credit for the trading the goaltender take. I mean, that's what MC Hammer did with Rick James after which all. I which I like to think in some ways I elevated to trading Allmark, which is why people are really BS about it. But I, I wasn't it wasn't just take snaking, it was take elevating uh on top of the original take. But yes, Wiggy Wiggy was the first one to talk about trading a backup goaltender, and I love that take. And I, I will give Wiggy all the credit in the world because Wiggy got the ball rolling on this. Yes. It's also possible that you both have an original thought that happens to overlap well, no, I mean, separate I, of one another. I'll be yeah, honest. Some credit, Jones. We I'll, know where it comes from. I'll be honest. I don't have many of those. I, I, I do not have many of those, so that uh, that is true. And then, on top of Wiggy, what, what the hell did Raycroft do? What's this now? I haven't even heard this one yet. What the hell did Raycroft do? The Bruins keep both goalies, right? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to entertain the silliness, but... Oh, that, you're, right, you're wait, time out. So, Gresh is doing it, too? Hey, 10-2, okay. to two, it's serious sports talk. Not entertaining any silliness, 10-2. Right, so, you oh, shut your trap. I think Jesus. Ken Laird called it kooky talk Oh, my God. Weekend. I yeah. got to... Ken Laird did Ken too. Ken Laird called the kooky talk. Jeez. Yeah. So Ken, uh, he should talk. Gresh, come on, Ken. Wiggy and Rev the. Jeez, you're Louise. the new guy. Oh my god! And I feel like the stink of your takes is like rubbing off on me. Just sitting. I can next see to you. you losing credibility in real uh, time, Megan. Let me. I'm sorry for my you. My Q rating is rapidly dropping. Let me. I didn't realize so many people here had a problem with it. Here's Raycroft. Let's hear this. The Bruins keep both goalies, right? Right. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really want to entertain the silliness, but <laughs> your your thoughts on even entertaining moving one of those guys. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's let's like let it go. Uh, everybody had a good laugh and, and a good talk. I I I, I must have got fifteen messages the last three days from people in Canada and people oh. in Toronto saying, "What's going on?" Like oh. I thought you guys knew what what was going on in the NHL down there. I thought you guys Boston people knew <laughs> what hockey take. was. And uh, so no, that's not happening. No, 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 no. And and yeah, we don't even know, need to go into the reasons for it. I just I can't wait to talk to Razor next Tuesday. I gave I gave him the opportunity to say this to me oh. on Tuesday. <laughs> Did I not? What's going on down there in the States, eh? That's what he said. I'm not going to go there, he said. about. I said, call, go ahead and call me a dummy. That's literally what I had. Go ahead and call me a dummy, Razor. So we'll talk to Razor he's on too Tuesday. Nice. But, well, we said I, that in, in well, the apparently not. He said he's a nice Canadian no, man. He's that's not, not gonna... nice. No, what, that's not nice. Okay. That's, that's yeah, non-confrontational. This, this, that's is not, the that's nice. Nice. this is the kind of nice that Canadians and Midwesterners are. That's not nice. And I say this because my parents are Midwestern. That's talking behind your back. Nice your face. Boston people knew what hockey was. Oh, yeah. Then passive aggressive behind your back. That's what that is. I'm all for talking behind people's back, by the way. Like, that's all I do on the radio show. I don't show up and rip anybody in person. So all I do is talk behind people's back. But no one thinks I'm nice. No one thinks that about me. So I thought people in Boston knew hockey. I I thought the rest of the world, uh, the rest of North America, Canada specifically, I thought they knew you only play one goalie in the postseason. I thought you didn't. I thought you knew you didn't need to start two. 
Like, would I have traded Raycroft back in the day? Yeah, I would have to help the team. I would have <laughs> traded a backup goalie to get help elsewhere. Yes, I would have. So that's the essence of the take. And you know what? I think Swayman and Allmark are interchangeable. I'd still trade one. And maybe now, all these a-hole hockey hardos make me want to trade them both and bring back your guy, Tuca, and we can watch this thing really go up in flames with Tuca Rass. That's now officially what I'm rooting for. Doc Knight himself, that's what he calls himself. Trade them both, bring back Tuca, get the e-bug, the popcorn vendor out of the stands, and you'll go just as far as you will with these two scrubs. Put Todd and Jilly in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll take up some net at least. Like at trade least. Allmark for a take elevator who says no. This thing never Please gets anything right. Stop the silly talk. I just didn't. I just, I just didn't realize. I knew. I knew about Wiggy because that got sent to me. Arcan mentioned Raycroft today. I didn't realize Ken Laird and Gresh now too. Every everybody. It's just, not just Raycroft. Apparently, all of Canada is uh, laughing at you <laughs> because you yeah, no, you I know. are a bad representation I, of Boston hockey knowledge. No, no, no. My phone knows. I'm getting all I'm getting is just you know. <laughs> misspelled words uh, from Canada. You're making us look stupid, Jones. Come on. Misspelled words from Canada. Kalur, C-O-L-O-U-R, and everything <laughs> else. Yeah, exactly. I'm just getting misspelled words from Canada about people complaining about my takes. I thought you guys Boston people knew what hockey was. Raycroft, say that. I almost choked on my Timbits. Can you do me a favor and say it on our show next time? Can you do me a favor and say it on this show next time, Razor? That'd be great. <laughs> I'm going to go there. I would like you to. Uh, please go there next time. 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll continue with all your feedback. And let's get to a former Patriots quarterback uh, who may be going to San Francisco, apparently. We'll do that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 